Hello and welcome listeners. My name is Lauren Renee and I am here today with my dear friend Octavia Carney and we have a beautiful collaboration between both of our podcasts today, mine being The Visionary Vortex and hers being Planet Medicine and Octavia had been featured on my podcast The Visionary Vortex before and uh, they're always amazing episodes with her astrology updates and there's just this magical flow that happens between us in the way that we really (laughs) tune into the visions and the current energies and what's happening and then Octavia just brings her really deep astrology wisdom to the table and so we are looking forward to bringing this episode through to you today. We're really just going to tune into what's happening across this week as we're moving into Leo season and, and the astrological energies and themes that we're really dropping into for the weeks and months ahead, wherever that may take us. Uh, mm. So, yeah, thank you for being here, Octavia, and thank you for yeah having me on your podcast as well as as joining me for mine once again. Oh yeah, thank you for the introduction. It's um, always a treat to co-create uh, with you in whatever form it takes. So I'm yeah excited that we were able to line this up, um, especially being on opposite ends of the earth now. <laughs> mm. uh, it took a bit of um, yeah some patience, and this is something we're going to delve into more on this episode and. Um, yeah, just kind of working away at aligning the time and the space uh, to be able to do it. So it feels really special to be here. Yeah. And it always does seem to align perfectly when we do get the hit about these collaborations. It's like one of us thinks about it, the other person has kind of already been feeling <laughs> doing an episode. And yeah, it's really beautiful the way that our energies and and what we bring through really activates each other. So yeah, I really love to be that transmission to with you for the listeners about the power of collaboration. And, you know, when you're feeling mm. something but it's not entirely there, it's like sometimes there's just someone else that that just weaves so beautifully in your life that can help bring that message through that's that's wanting to to drop in. So Yes. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I think that it's we're in a moment where it's it's just so valuable to remember that that we we don't have to do it all alone and that there is always that option to reach out and have a sort of collaborative or cooperative approach to things, even and especially when it feels like it may be impossible to do that. It is, in fact, still possible. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's okay to be supported. It's like I always love to bring that. Mm you know, even on, on this podcast, like the visionary vortex, you know, we're really talking about this idea of how we bring visions into creations. It's like remembering the visions and even just the idea to do a podcast episode, even if that's not clear for us, it's like, okay, is there someone else that's here to support in this vision? And I think that's often a question that a lot of people really miss asking themselves. There's always this mindset in the world of we've got to do it, do everything that we want to do alone. But yeah, I think yeah. opening up to that in a way, like it's one of the first things I always think of. So it's a very powerful thought to to open this. It with. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I love that. And and bringing it back to, uh, you know, this idea of, because that is so entrenched in, in patriarchy and in capitalism, you know, in this individualistic sort of framework that we've all been conditioned so deeply Um 
to align with. And there's nothing wrong with it. You know, it's fine to have these, um, yeah, these parts, these influences within ourselves that drive us and and get things done <laughs> mm. uh, on our own terms. But there's also just so much available when we can just loosen the grip on that a little and remember to just ask. <laughs> and yeah, there was something that you said that really like relates, you know, to, to what we're going to go more into soon, which is already revealing itself, but mm. surrendering to the pace, surrendering to the pace of things that need mm -hmm. to happen. Because when you are bringing in other people, as we mentioned, it's like, yeah, you, you have to let go of that control of the pace yes. that you feel like it needs to happen and just trust in the pace of the collaborative field and what that needs and, and knowing that it's okay if things are a little bit slower because they're going to be coming through in the most aligned way at the exact right time. So delays aren't yeah. necessarily a bad thing. <laughs> yes, that's so true. And, you know, being able to slow down is you know, it's a lifelong practice. Um, and it's definitely not something that's like a, you know, you don't just master it one day, patience. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think once being able to just slow down and, and see that opportunity and that cooperative dimension of things that can open up, um, because when we just go so fast all the time, it's, you know, I heard someone say once that um, it's impossible to be kind when you're in a hurry. Mm. And I really, I really think there's something to that. I mean, it's, it's, there's just so much available, you know, when we slow down and we can actually see beyond just the obstacle. And there are, you know, to be sure, so many obstacles that we're all facing right now. And I'm reminded of, um, this is just coming in the um, Hindu deity, um, Ganesh, Ganesha, mm. the placer and remover of obstacles, you know, the elephant that's just this like playful deity that's just like, wait, no, not here. And, but yeah, sure. Yeah, you can go this way, but not that way. But okay, you can actually go this way now too, sort of thing. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's the planets are similar. These are all, this is like this universal archetype of, of, being put on a path and having things blocked from us for a higher reason, a higher purpose, and being able to do whatever it is we need to do to remember that possibility and to remember that, you know, there is more that we can't see that we can trust in at this time. Mm. Yeah, I think I, I, I kind of had this awareness, you know, years, years ago, even when I was working corporate in in London and you know if I ever had delays on the way to work I'd just be like oh trust it's just what it's meant to be but then you know you get into that workplace it's like why are you 15 minutes late what happened and it's like, it's just these little <laughs> yes. things but I'm That's here right on time point. you know in my in my and I think you know there's always that one person in, in you know your friendship groups that's just known as the person that can always be a little bit late I tend to be one be one of them and it's yeah. like I actually don't think it's anything about my wounding or psyche or anything like that. I just always feel like I'm right on time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Mm. Yeah. Trusting that pace. Yeah. And that's, I can feel myself slowing down so much more than I used to as well to the point that even like I've been reconnecting with my family 
recently here in the States and I was spending, even my dad like pointed it out that I like to go slower with things than he does, which is so funny. And he's like a bit impatient with me sometimes. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. I should really speed up. Like, (laughs) this is ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah. I feel it's a a radical idea, a radical way to live for sure. Mm. And, and one thing is, you know, for each of us as individuals is to remember we all have our own pace and that pace gets mm. changed at different seasons of our life. That's oh, yeah. been a huge lesson for me, even like even this year in, in 2022, it's like, I think a couple of months ago or so, I just had this sudden realization of like, oh, I can't put myself in a box of like, I'm showing up at this time on this day, every single day. Yeah. Instantly, it's like I can, in my pace and the way that I've grown to know myself is I can take, you know, two weeks off here and there and just go really slow. And then suddenly I'll go, I'll be back on and it's like, I'll just quantum leap time and create, you know, what what would take some people to create like six months in and I'll do it in a week because I that then suddenly yeah. they're there. And, but everyone has this different flow. So, mm. Yeah. There's something ancient about that too. You know, if we think about the way that we've evolved as humans, I mean, it's there's something about that that is more in alignment with, you know, the seasons and with nature and with our bodies and, you know, if, you know, getting out of our comfort zone and and but also being able to um, adapt to different scenarios and seasons of life. And, you know, this is so much of what's going on with, um, Mars and Taurus approaching Uranus in the North Node. It's like being able to be in a place of discomfort, comfort, comfortably, if that's even possible. You know, it's like, it's that's the big paradox i think of this moment and especially as we're entering leo season squaring saturn you know uh, it's just there's gonna be a sacrifice you know there's always a sacrifice when saturn's involved um and this new moon in leo is you know we're really going to have to come back down to the basics, the simplicity of, of what is of essence for us now. And the next lunation cycle, the next full moon will be conjoined with Saturn. So whatever these sacrifices are that are being, you know, that we're being called to make at this time, you know, working with Saturn's medicine and really accepting and honoring those sacrifices that are coming up now are just going to give us even more internal authority, even more internal capacity to uh, move through the coming weeks and months ahead. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I love you brought this into the conversation already because I guess that's what I was really feeling like, Oh, there's something big happening right now in the stripping back uh, mm. And yeah, I want to have this conversation with you right now about what's happening astrologically in relation to that, because I've been really getting that, like, you know, um, to share an update with the listeners. I, yeah, the last month I just like got called out on this deep adventure into nature, uh, remote location for um, 10 days with my partner over the solstice, came out of that, went straight into a week long uh, vision quest ceremony supporting a friend 
And then came out of that and, and came, went, you know, went to come back to business just before I'd, you know, signed a couple of new clients and, you know, one was be, was a painful and then they just disappeared. Like strangely, I was locked Mm -hmm. out of my work emails and these last weeks have just been like this whole redirection and, you know, stripping away maybe what, what still does bring me joy, but not what brings me the most joy. Like life is getting stripped back to, mm-hmm. even though you're really good at this and you're still passionate about it and you love it and it's still aligned. It, oh, it's still not fully aligned. Where are you not focusing on your highest alignment and how can we create space now? Because at first it's like, you, you know, you go into victim, this word around like sacrificing, like you said, yeah. just seems to immediately for most people have this pain attached to it. But I've really in this mm-hmm. experience in the That's last week point. been embracing the beauty of sacrifice Right. Sacrifice means like clearing out, like, you know, it's like killing something off to create space for new life or life Mm. that needs more nurturing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad that you raised that point about the the word sacrifice because um, I guess I should distinguish between sacrifice that is chosen like a willing sacrifice is a very different feeling than a sacrifice that's imposed Mm. and i think that you know leo season we you know with the mercury and um the moon the new moon so obviously the sun and the moon and leo you know squaring um these planets in taurus mars and uranus it's like and the north node intensifying it all it's just you know, making that sacrifice willingly and sacrifice, maybe not even the right word, but you know, what's, it's kind of like the price that we pay for being authentic, you know, and having, and showing up authentically. It's like, it isn't going to vibe with everyone. (laughs) And that's a sacrifice, you know, it's like you show up as you are, like, as you said, uh, you know, perhaps late, more often than not and that's not going to really be everyone's you know favorite thing <laughs> but it's a sacrifice that you you know who you are and you know that that's just that's what's aligned for you and you feel right about that and so you know that's sort of what i mean by sacrifice it can be quite subtle yeah these little little tiny sacrifices we and this is i think i feel very relevant to the the current themes that you're bringing up yeah these little tiny sacrifices we make in order to be the truth of who we are in the world in order yeah. to follow our heart in the world yeah do we sacrifice oh this what this person is going to think about me or mm. you know, and and always looking at you know the sacrifice should only come for you know the for the price of receiving more joy in your life. Right. No, it's like getting out of the more pleasing ways or what's more rewarding for you. The reward, you know, the greatest reward we can be striving towards still is what is bringing more joy to the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's another, um, there's another like astrology influence coming up that this actually reminds me of. It's going to be tomorrow, but um so it's been a, for those so that would be the 26th 26th of july yeah 26th of july but it's a they're two slower moving planets so it's gradual and we've likely already been feeling it up to this point and we'll continue to feel it through the rest of the month of july but venus squaring jupiter because you know 
it's like Venus and Cancer. I've been thinking about this transit and feeling into it, um, Venus and Cancer square Jupiter and Aries. And it reminds me of like, you're talking about people pleasing and it's like being given something that you don't really want, like this big, <laughs> you know, grandiose thing that's like, you didn't really ask for or, you know, but it's like, sure, okay. I'll, um, You know, it's like stuff like that lately. I don't know if anything like that's been coming in for you, but um, it's, I've been thinking a lot about gift giving and like this idea of inheritance as well, because I've been hearing a lot of things lately from people who, I mean, so many people like in general on the whole planet have experienced death and loss, you know, since the pandemic. And I've been hearing these really wild, you know, kind of horrific stories of what people have had to inherit from people who've died quite suddenly. And I was just thinking about this transit of Venus squaring Jupiter and how like much how desperately we need to reframe consensual inheritance mm. like i mean because what we inherit is we did you know no one asks for what they inherit they don't consent to it and if the person who passes away you know i mean i've heard of a fair amount of people i'm close with who've inherited a mess that mm. they've had to clean up <laughs> And so, you know, when we start talking about simplifying and stripping back, it's like really going down to the essence of what is important in life and like how we're actually doing that and showing up for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, even, you know, you you did ask me a question, you know, with, with these realignments and things that are happening in my life at the moment, you know, what what's, what's driving me to focus on this podcast? And I was like, the passion, it's like this... Mm -hmm. And, and like, I've been coming to the realization how, you know, I was still running this program in my life where I sacrifice the creative things that bring me the most passion still for the other things, you know, on an unconscious level that feel like they provide more. Mm. But what actually is providing, you know, what, what are you actually being provided with when you're mm -hmm. sacrificing what, what your passion is? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, you're giving for you know like us from us uh such a higher place right than just the individual and this is like comes back to i think this new paradigm this idea of you know getting away from patriarchy a bit and it being less individualistic and more about like okay what am i offering like what how am i you know, because we have this false notion of it being selfish for us to pursue what we're passionate about, mm. that that's a something that, you know, I don't know, it's it has all these strange, you know, associations that just aren't true. Mm -hmm. um, but in fact, it is the thing that will that we all need and that will make this whole transition, this massive pivotal point we're in as a civilization much easier to navigate for everyone. Absolutely. And I think it's like one of the deepest wounds of humanity that, that everyone carries in some way. Mm -hmm. Even, you know, those people that are living a passion-filled creative life still tend to be the ones that feel still like they're in more scarcity in some way. And yeah. 
I think it's shifting this way. You know, we were touching a bit before we started recording this episode on what's shifting in the way that we receive nourishment and resource from the world around us for, for so long. We've been, you know, we're provided our resource and our nourishment through, you know, our food or the things, the way that we travel, all of these things is our resource, but actually it's, it's like, you know, there's magical realms beyond us, energetic realms Mm -hmm. beyond us where our greatest resource is being in our highest energy yeah you know we and then we can you know strip back beyond those illusions and see how much we are actually provided for how much that our passion can provide for us when we fully trust it and we allow it to bring us that aliveness and that enrichment in our lives it's yeah it's the greatest you know we we need we need food and water and shelter and transport and these things in in our modern world but the true you know me I don't feel truly nourished in my life until I'm doing the things that light me up and yeah that's been a Mm. big reminder for me lately absolutely I was just reminded of um a bit like this theme of sacrifice on like a larger scale and kind of in the vein of what we're talking about and as you were speaking this was coming in I was thinking about um it may sound like a little bit of a departure um, but just trust, <laughs> stay with me. Um, I was thinking about the, um, I was traveling through Europe um, when I was in college. And I remember we had to fly through um, Stockholm airport. And I remember like being in that airport was, I, I don't know if you've been to the, to Stockholm, Lauren. Um, no, I haven't. No. I, I just went to the airport briefly and it was so incredibly beautiful. And like, you know, it's like Ikea, basically. <laughs> like We all know Ikea, but everybody was quiet and it was just so gorgeous. And I remember putting it together later on that so much of Scandinavia and like design. So like Ikea design and like all that beautiful Um, design aesthetic and like living quality it's because they weren't ever involved in wars very much Mm. and it's like their standard of living is so much higher because they've sacrificed involvement in that kind of conflict and all of those resources have instead gone into their considerations about the way that they live and I just think that that's such a beautiful example of like like a real life example of like what can happen when we turn toward prioritizing differently and, and and stripping away involvement from things that you know may not be that necessary or or beneficial you know to be engaging with anymore yeah absolutely because it affects us so much on you know an individual level when we are so focused on, I think we mentioned this in in one of the previous podcasts we did together. Mm. You know, it's yeah that wherever we're focusing on and wherever we're directing our attention, that's affecting affecting you know the way that we operate as an individual as well. And so yeah, there's right. always this this dance between you know, especially people that are listening to this that have a desire to be change makers in some way, which I feel a lot of illusion around this kind of concept of changing the world is shattering a lot too, because it's like, Mm. yes, there's this awareness of what's happening on a global level, but does that really serve us in, in tuning into the way of being that's right for us? 
And I feel, yeah, that, you know, there is, you know, you, you might want to share a bit more about this astrologically, you know, there mm. is, there is big changes expected <laughs> and big things that are, are still going to be disrupting uh, the world as, as, as more of the old ways collapse for us to create these new ways. Yeah. So there is this beauty in actually taking that time to get away from it all and see what is your truth in the way that you want to create, which was one experience I had going out to this remote location recently. It's like you go out there with just what you have in your backpack, a small amount mm. of resources out there, but then you create life for your experience there just based on what's around you and find mm. how, you know, you, you, yeah, what is, what is the kind of environment you create for yourself when you're not worried about, you know, what's affecting you and what the circumstances are and all this stress and worry that, that stops us from, from thriving. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, it's definitely more complex, I think, in certain scenarios where, you know, people have more, um, you know, family and, and job and sort of, um, yeah, just different life circumstances that prevent them from being able to, you know, go out and into a situation like that, of course, but there's so many different ways that we can, choose to do what you're talking about you know it doesn't have to look like that like it doesn't there's just a million other ways that we can find this place of um of being able to change you know change is very difficult for us as humans like we don't no one on an individual level or globally is really that great at it and so we just have to remember this about ourselves with kindness and gentleness and to understand that we are going through such deep change and it is extremely activating for everyone. <laughs> mm -hmm. And as you said, the old structures are crumbling and there's, you know, a lot of um, disappointment in the things that have kind of been in place up until this point and a lot of disgust but as you said if we can just see through that and through the sort of polarity that's being presented to us and um transcend this this dualistic nature of uh reacting which is historically that's what happens whenever there's a lot of change i mean that's why you know the revolutionary war happened um, just after a tremendous amount of innovation with electricity and um, and with various advancements that just changed the way everyone was living. And there's whenever that happens, it's very, um, you know, divisive. There are people who want things to stay the same and there are people who want things to change. And it's very hard to find middle ground. So, I mean, hopefully it doesn't, you know, eventuate into that at this stage. Um, but we just have to be aware that, that this is sort of the the scenario that we're in and that it's temporary and it's all part of the process and that there is more to be experienced within it than just these loud kind of um, black and white extremes. I love also that in that sharing, you know, you give me that little moment of reality check of of what experience I'm having here in Australia in far north Queensland with how I'm seeing these these energetic shifts affect my life because this these last in particular this last year has been so much of that stripping back to simplicity and I've had this really you know deep experiences with nature that I know the majority of the population you know it's not their journey to follow that 
that there's something in that, you know, journey for me that I then get to, to share the, the wisdom from. And yeah, it's been, but still, mm. you know, as someone who had lived a modern lifestyle and lived in cities and different places around the world, it's like, it's still this big, you know, slap in the face of, what what true abundance really means and what it truly mm. means to have everything you need yet still have desires for other things but still know on that base level you have what you need so that's been a big lesson for me but I know for you now and this is why it's it's really powerful doing this collaboration we get to have these <laughs> different voices from one part of the planet to another at you know I'm sure mm. different times as things evolve for both of us so yeah I'd love to to hear your reflections of how you've seen this energy is really working over there in the US. Yeah, I as you were describing that, um, I was thinking about what was coming in was the Australia's chart. Actually, Taurus is the fourth house. So like the foundational part of um, you know, the country. And I, I find that this is really interesting to compare with the US chart, which the U.S.'s chart's fourth house is Pisces, and it's so funny because, it, you know, in the U.S., it's like, bring you know, uh, give us your poor, you're tired, you're hungry, like, let everyone in, like, everybody, everything, you know, everybody in from, you know, the places that the U.S. is, is um, uh, comfortable with. And then, you know, from the places that the U.S. isn't comfortable with, it goes into the protective sort of Cancerian, like, stellium of, like, no, no we're having to keep it safe. No one's allowed in, but it's this funny thing that's very different on the Oz chart because fourth house Taurus is, is kind of like what you're talking about, you know, and especially with Uranus there in the North node of, it probably is more in alignment in Australia. I think to go back to this simplicity um, in the ways that you're describing that you've mm. experienced in life. Cause that makes sense on the, on the chart as a nation as well um you know whereas in the states it's like you know and of course there's this is i'm making broad strokes here there's obviously i'm sure lots of exceptions but um one way that i noticed this fourth house differentiation of pisces taurus is whenever i'm flying into or out of um australia like you know in australia they're very strict about like you can't bring in any like things of the earth <laughs> which is so funny because that's like the fourth house they're just very it's all about the physical you know but in the states it's like if you go in they don't really you know it's all quite loose like on flights anyway when it comes to border uh you know customs and border stuff um with developing countries it's different but anyway i just think that's such a funny comparison um just on a national level mm. that's been coming in for me yeah, it makes a lot of sense because there is that re really strong, you know, connection to the land and slowing down here. And we were you yes. know, saying at the start of this call how, you know, Australians, we we don't necessarily like stress about how time's getting on so much. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, still, still in the major cities, it's, you know, a thing, but <laughs> generally it's a bit slow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, right. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. Um but yeah, I've just been, um, it's been really interesting over here, um, the differences in, gosh, every way imaginable, really. Um, what was the question you asked me? 
Yeah, I suppose like with, you know, these particular astrological themes that we've been Mm. bringing into the conversation so far, what's, what's showing up for you over there? I'm always curious, you know, what, what's really coming in in other parts of the world and how we're all growing and evolving together. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's, it's interesting because it's, I mean, tragic in a way because, you know, this last full moon in Capricorn, um, I think I mentioned this to you, you know, the moon in Capricorn, in its uh, sign, in its fall sign, it's it's not doesn't do very well there, or in its detriment, rather. <laughs> you know, it was laughing it all, with my with my natal moon in Capricorn. <laughs> I know. Which you know, detriment isn't necessarily a bad thing. People like when you have planets in your chart, anyone um, in their detriment, it just means that you're like really creatively skilled at embodying that part of yourself in your life because it is something that's like a place of it's like a creative opportunity right Mm -hmm. when it's in a natal placement but with a transit it can really highlight things um in a more just like a an acute way Mm -hmm. you know it's like a glimpse into some other level of truth that we especially for a full moon of course so Um, but it was on the US's Pluto very close to it. And it was just this moment of like, no one has really what they need over here. You know, we're involved in all these wars and all these things overseas. But when it comes to everyone here in the country, there's just so much that's gotten, um, ignored and neglected. And it's, it's really a bit painful to witness, but, um, you know, and it's interesting, the fourth house Pisces, uh, U.S. is fourth house. Uh, and now, you know, Biden has COVID. I don't know if anyone's heard about this. It hasn't actually been that highly publicized, but he got COVID a couple of days ago. And it's just this fourth house Pisces, you know, like he's and, and also, you know, Neptune in the 10th house. I've been thinking a lot about this Pisces Virgo axis. Um, and lately, and especially over here, and how the U.S.'s Neptune is in Virgo, opposing Neptune in the sky right now. Um, and it's just, you know, Neptune in Virgo, it's kind of like all the administrative stuff we were, I was speaking to you about before we began the podcast about just trying to get things in place. And it's just going round and round in circles and trying to get the right administrative stuff for the the next thing and the next thing and i don't know there's just a lot of chaos <laughs> and you know biden going overseas and being very um you know interactive with other world leaders and showing everyone how you know we're beyond covid and then you know getting covid it's just it's a very karmic moment like <laughs> for the us i have to say <laughs> yeah <laughs> I feel like just that the essence of that story is kind of what's happening for a lot of people at the moment. Yeah. I thought I was over that. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Back in bed. <laughs> yeah. Totally. It actually reminds me going back to you to that transit of Venus square Jupiter. You know, it's like an Aries. It's like just that idea of like, you know, oh yeah like, this is fine. I feel good. And then, oh, this was actually way too much. (laughs) Uh, Whoops. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's just this great realignment that is happening. Mm. Recalibration on so many levels in in so many ways. (laughs) Yes. 
and and no one gets to um dodge the bullet not even biden not even the president Mm -hmm. yeah and i was almost i was reflecting on when you were talking about you know the time around the the capricorn full moon they were just Mm. you know being in in cancer cancer sun as well like Mm -hmm. it just felt like there was so many deep lessons around you know how how we're not nourished or how we feel like we're not nourished by the mother because we're not nourishing mother yeah it's like that backlash it's like when you don't nourish Mm -hmm. mother that takes care of you then you you don't get what you need yeah what you need and now it's almost like this right you know this this week's energy and and the in the month ahead it's like really working on okay well you know how how does the inner child actually identify what it really needs and what's most important and strip Mm -hmm. back to find out how where that resource actually comes from that's my little mm-hmm. download I just had. <laughs> oh, I love it. That is, yeah, wonderful piece to bring in. Mm. Yeah, very um, profound indeed. And especially as we are going forward with the rest of the year and, you know, August is going to really, you know, start with a bang with Mars conjoining Uranus. And then on the 8th of August, Mars will square Saturn. And, you know, each each time Mars has squared Saturn has been a milestone point in the pandemic. The lockdowns began um, in 2020 with Mars squaring Saturn, and then the vaccines were distributed at the end of 2020 when Mars squared Saturn. Um, and so these milestones will just continue. And so there will be something there will be a new point that we reach with the pandemic, um, whether we want to or not, mm-hmm. um, early August. And then, of course, the, we'll have the full moon in Aquarius, August 11th, right after that. And so, yeah, that Aquarius full moon, of course, ruled by Saturn, which will just have squared Mars. So, you know, things are going to kind of slow down and get, we're going to get clamped down on (laughs) so finding those finding that place of being able to sustain that inner nourishment that nourishing the mother and the inner child is is such um timely uh wisdom to bring in here yeah i really feel that just you know that reminder of when it feels like everything's stripping away you're losing all that comfort and security what always brings me back is like the the medicine of creativity knowing we always have the ability to create something that brings us joy even if it's just to bring you know to process whatever you're feeling yes i always love that you know that leo medicine of creating from the heart and letting that shine onto someone else Mm. Mm. And sometimes just doing the thing that's the totally different thing that you normally than you would normally do. I don't know. Sometimes, especially in moments like this where we have been kind of entrenched and held down and and restricted in a way with what we've been able to do, you know, in certain capacities, and just finding another way to find enjoyment and you know choosing for yourself, like okay, you know. And it can be small, it can be subtle, but, you know, trusting your gut, you know, this is like Mars and Taurus is, you know, we could really tune into what's landing in the body right now. Mm. Yeah. As, uh, you know, being able to guide us where we need to be. Yeah. 
Yeah, and what just came through for me is like, okay, if we, it's almost like if we did have a pre-warning for the start of 2020, how would have we emotionally, physically <laughs> prepared ourselves on all levels for yeah. that? It's like it feels like we have that window now to do that for ourselves. Yes. <laughs> I knew there was a reason I kept saying that to you. Yeah. So I, just for the listeners, I've just said this a couple of times to Lauren. I don't know where it was even coming from, but that if I would have told if I would have told her or you know anyone in January of 2020 that the whole world was going to lock down <laughs> in isolation, you'd be like, uh, you're crazy. But that is what happened. And yes, I completely agree. I think we're on the cusp of another moment where mm. we've been through a couple of milestones now that have completely changed and transformed the way that we live. Mm. And that all that means is that now we know how to do that. Yeah. Like, that we'll, we have more resilience now. We have more ability to look at how we've moved through those moments in the last couple of years and been fine like you know it's been challenging no doubt but like you know as humans like we we can still there went my phone that's good I didn't need it anyway (laughs) um we (laughs) stripping away left right and center Mm -hmm. um but as humans like we can meet this moment and find whatever we need within ourselves and with the people around us to move through what's coming Mm, yeah because you know what was what was the big medicine from you know the pandemic period was coming back to the the kindness and the support of the human spirit the ways that we can create connection even when we feel in disconnection our ability to innovate you know Mm. so many people that were innovators and you know entrepreneurs and creatives created their you know their greatest successful moments throughout the pandemic because there was no choice but to innovate and to create Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's also going. Yeah. I was going to say as well, and people who had never really gotten into, uh, you know, spiritual and physical, emotional care practices for themselves discovered that for the first time out of out of necessity and, out, and also having the time and resource available to mm. do that. So, yeah, there's yeah. – uh, if we can remember the beauty of simplicity and the power of finding the nourishment in the things in life that – that we can freely create, then then that's where we can really have the resilience to get through anything. That's right. Yeah. Mm. Well, I feel we've reached a point of completion. Is there anything else that you feel to add to bring to the listeners? I think that was a major point that we just covered there that I really wanted to Mm. get, get across in this podcast, but would love to hear if there's anything that you have to add and to your listeners as well to close off. Uh, I think that that's probably about it um, for this one. Let me just think for a second. Um, yeah. I think also just keeping in our awareness, moving through this new moon in Leo and heading into August, remembering that we always can stay curious about polarity that polarity is such a strong influence duality black and white um good and bad extremes that um it is very we are all highly susceptible to it right now and that's okay that's part of this process i just wanted to reiterate it one more time that there is space within duality for us to find curiosity and to find more possibilities 
and that that's just going to be key. And it kind of circles back to what you're describing of finding this creative um, outlet, this place where we can um, always come back to to create and to find what we need that's going to nourish us moving forward. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love that. And and it yeah reminds me of a beautiful piece of wisdom a friend gave to me the other day of just, yeah, in this time where there's so much polarity and it can really make us question our identity of, am I this, am I that? Is this right? Is this wrong? Just allow yourself to play in what feels good. None of it. It's about focusing on just playing. Mm -hmm. We can't forget this nature of play during this time. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, don't let the curiosity turn into desperation for answers. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's a, you know, being able to have that discerning, and this is Saturn, you know, discerning curiosity. Is it going to serve me to have curiosity in this way about this, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, staying with those sorts of inquiries if if there's the space and if, yeah, the availability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and always trusting that joy compass. If something's not feeling right, where am I not sourcing mm-hmm. my joy somewhere that maybe I've been judging in myself or judging in the world around yeah. me? And in this time where, you know, there's uncertainty always, I think yeah. it's something we repeat, oh, it's such uncertain times, but actually it's just showing us the reality of there is actually always uncertainty. <laughs> yeah, and so, we're getting more, you know, there's just so much more, transparency of information available now which makes things feel really foreboding and like everything's doom and gloom because Mm. we know more but it's actually a good thing we're just the veil's getting lifted slowly Mm -hmm. um, and it's making the uncertain pieces feel even more uncertain because we are getting selective information but things will continue to unfold and reveal themselves to us for the rest of this year. So yeah, just being able to be in that and to know that it's temporary. That is the thing I love about astrology, that it always reminds me that nothing lasts forever. And this is the changing moment that we are in as Mm. always. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing this podcast with me today. And thank you everyone for listening. And uh, yeah, you can can check out our details in the notes on on both of these shows. Got to love this new paradigm way of being able to collaborate so easily. And uh, yeah, we'd love we'd love to stay connected and yeah, hope that we get to have more of these come through soon, Octavia, where we just get the hit. It's time, time to do another collab. <laughs> it's just the best way to flow with it. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Thanks so much, Lauren, and thanks to all the listeners. Um, till next time, stay safe, well, and wise.